Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It, it, you, you work with a lot of... Um young, young people, like you said, what is one thing that is constantly coming up in your office that you wish parents would know? Like maybe it's a feeling of the way that, that like, you know, you see a trend of, of kids feeling either ignored or misunderstood or like, what is a common theme that, that parents would be shocked about? Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this It's a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, we know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us, we all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break. 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ever catch yourself wishing for more hours in a day? Imagine the possibilities. Picture me indulging in a luxurious glass of wine and a blissful bubble bath, or cat spontaneously breaking into an impromptu dance party. The key to fitting that special something into your schedule is understanding what truly matters to you and making it a top priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. Therapy offers a safe and non-judgmental space for you to express your thoughts and feelings, and it can teach you practical coping strategies to help manage the stress in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers the convenience of an entirely online platform tailored to your schedule and flexibility. Complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist and enjoy the freedom to switch therapists at no extra cost whenever you wish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash catandnat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time love your skin again, go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. So hi, Jake. How are you tonight? I am so, so well. I'm so excited to finally sit down and chat with you. We are too. You are so calm. Yeah, it is Jake. outrageous, Jake. Jake, can you, um, because we started recording, can you tell people sure. like who you are and what you do? Sure, yeah. So I am a social worker and a psychotherapist, and I work in Toronto, uh, Canada, and 
I work primarily with young people and their families, but I'm also uh, working with a lot of younger adults um, and uh, new parents and all that kind of stuff too. And so uh, my, my specialty does lie uh, in uh, child development and working with young people, specifically um, mainly the ages of anywhere from eight to about 24, I would say is my uh, general uh, category. Wow, this is, you're perfect for what we need. The two of us have um, tweens and our daughters are mm-hmm. 10 and 11. And we said that we, we needed to start this group because we felt like there was nowhere to turn and there's not, there's not enough resources for um, teen and tweens. And it's really, really, really complicated. Um, but uh, for today, what we want to do is want to focus well, before, on... Well, yeah, let's focus on... Um, some of these questions are some of the questions are super long yeah no we just but today with you what we'd like to do is focus on um like opening up communication with our teens and tweens um for for some of us uh, parents and to keep it open if it already is open because we're worried about about the future too and there's a lot of topics that are hard for for either us or them to communicate so we want to dig in and we want to ask questions that um you know, come from us and obviously tons of parents out there are feeling the same. So one is for parents who feel that they have a great relationship with their teen and tween, but they're terrified that a switch might go off one day and things could change. What is some tactical advice those parents could use to keep that relationship strong between between your teen and tween as they start, their behavior starts to change? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to consider the uh, age and the stage. It's a pretty common uh, phrase that's used uh, in my work. Um, so looking at number one, what is the age of the child? But then number two, what is the developmental stage of where that kid is at? Um, and so that's like really, really important. And it's quite foundational to the answer to this question because it really depends on number one, what their age is. So how many years they've obviously been um, in this earth, but then also how many... Uh, so at what stage is, is their development at, right? So just because their body has, you know, grown uh, for 12 years doesn't mean that maybe their emotional um, or psychological or their social development is, you know, at where it is um, developmentally. So it's really important to consider like the, the developmental stage of where each kid is at. Um, and so in terms of opening the communication, um, a lot of us think that, you know, we need language and we need words and we need to you know how like the perfect phrase or the right script in order to do that. But that's actually not true. Uh, there's, uh, of course, are many great ways that you can build relationships through language. But um, a lot of the most early um, relationships develop without language. Right. And so if we think about that as a rule for all relationships is that, you know, we all just are really just a lot of really tiny humans. Um, uh, in, you know, inside of us, there lives that little, like, tiny human, right, that still has that need to, to you know, be, be soothed and be uh, seen and be known and be recognized. And, um, and so there's a lot of ways to build that relationship without actually using words. And so I like to encourage parents um, to kind of not get so hung up on needing the words to say or needing a script, rather. Um, but rather, it's about implementing uh, routines and activities that you can do with your uh, kid or with like with like your young uh, teenager uh, in order to really cement that relationship as foundational to their health um, we we need relationships we're a social species and, and we need uh, each other to grow and so a lot of the time we think that you know when kids get older we think that okay they're f- uh, free to fly from the nest so to speak and that we kind of transfer the learning to um, their peers and we become okay with that and we become comfortable with that. And so what I always encourage parents to do 
is to keep kids close as long as possible, as long as possible. And even into adulthood, like, you know, adult, like parent and child relationships are just fundamental for our health. And we, we need them to, to stay well. And so um, often what happens is, you know, they get into high school or they get to a certain age where they're wanting more independence. And then we kind of just let them go and we let them go and do their thing. And then that's kind of where things start to fall off the rails and the communication starts to erode. And then, you know, they start, you know, being more secretive. They start maybe more like lying more often. Um, So Jake, when you say, when you say keep them close and um, not like non-word things or different things you can do um, that, that are not verbal, what are some examples of how to keep them close and things you can do that are non-verbal? So I always encourage parents to implement FaceTime. And I'm not talking about the app on your iPhone. I'm talking about uh, face-to-face time. Um, So that can be something small. So it could be something like, you know, um, getting FaceTime in the car on on the way to school. It could be about FaceTime, about like every night you go for a walk or something like that. Or every night for maybe the younger ones, you read them a story. Um, It's really important that, again, you're using like eye contact and those very, very basic human social skills um, on a daily, daily basis. And so um, those are just some very small things that you can do, again, in order to open the lines of communication, because really what we're talking about here is trust. We're talking about the idea that kids will always default to you as their protector or as the person that they turn to instead of their peers. Uh, in the research, it talks about um, peer attachments and how um, we're kind of in this age where peer attachments are taking over and um, peers are starting to learn from each other. And that's becoming the preferred learning um, of, yeah. of young kids. And, and it's, that's just so opposite to what needs to happen. Um, that's, where, that's what I mean by saying keep kids close as long as possible um, is because kids need to be able to turn to an adult um, to stay safe, to stay protected, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you kind of force all of that onto kids and especially like kids that don't also have those skills, um, that's yeah. where we start to see like those um, bad behaviors start to kind of crop up and really start to become more problematic. Hey, Jake, um, you, I know on the flip side, there's like overprotective parents too, right? Like, so it's, it's like, there's a happy medium before like not being like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You like, you don't want to keep them on too. I think that's the biggest fear for parents. They don't know how far to let them go, but it sounds like it's not necessarily letting them go. It's how you're keeping them with you while you let them go at the same time. Does that make sense? Exactly. You are exactly right. When kids are overprotected or sort of overprotected, um, then they start to, you know, kind of do the push, push away even more. Right. And so, um, and we, we start to see that in their behavior, behavior as well. So what I also tell parents is that behavior is communication. And so if we look at it kind of like an iceberg, um, we see all the behaviors on the top of the iceberg, but then underneath there is an underlying pattern of, of why that behavior is happening. And so that's a, that's a clear example of, of what we were just talking about there. When closest is too much or when it's overbearing or overprotected, then kids start to distance themselves and say, you know, actually you don't really recognize me. You don't really see my needs. You don't really know what's best for me. And so that starts to erode the trust as well. It is all so good. What, I can't even. What about um, on the flip side or, or here's a, another example is of like, you know, you're, you're, you've been at, they've been a teen or a tween for a few years now and somehow, some way you've lost that line of communication. They're no longer talking to you. They don't want to be around you. Is it, is it too late or can you sort of reverse some of that and go back and, and become closer with them? Is there, is there any hope to become close with them again so that they can turn to you? And how do you do that? How? 
Absolutely. It is never, never, never too late. And as soon as the parents start to kind of resign to that idea that, you know, it's too late, I've lost them, that's when it literally um, becomes too late, right? And that it becomes yeah. um, not helpful, right? And so uh, it's never too late. And the way that you do that, again, is by um, maintaining that FaceTime. That's like number one, just like the best way that I can suggest that, that parents approach this. And so that is through things like consistent routines. It's things like committing to actually having dinner together, right? So, um, and oftentimes, you know, we're kind of at like this war with dinner time nowadays where, you know, we're always just so rushed throughout the door. Maybe parents are having two dinner times, maybe one dinner for the kids, and then maybe the parents eat later, um, you know, and it, it's really contributing to a whole host of other factors of where, um, you know, when you're kind of saying that face-to-face time is secondary to the schedule or secondary to like soccer practice or secondary to all this other things that we have going on, then that also shows kids, right? That, that what's more important is, you know, your schedule or, um, you know, being on time than actually like being actually face-to-face. Um, and so uh, another thing eroding that, of course, as we know, and we talk about this a lot is screens and um, uh, social media and all that kind of stuff. I, Personally, I love social media. I use social media every single day. Um, but there, it does have that, that other side of it, right? Where um, when we're teaching kids that, um, you know, the best form of communication is with our, it was with peers and on screens. And that also sends the message, um, you know, that parent communication and parent face-to-face time is secondary to all of that. Wow. Yeah, no, I understand that. It, it, you, you work with a lot of... Um, young, young people, like you said, what is one thing that is constantly coming up in your office that you wish parents would know? Like maybe it's a feeling of the way that, that like, you know, you see a trend of, of kids feeling either ignored or misunderstood or like, what is a common theme that, that parents would be shocked about? Wow. What a great question. That is like, this question is so good. Um, and, and I think it's so good because there's so many times that I do sit in my office and I think, wow, like if only parents knew that, or wow, if only parents could be a fly on the wall to hear what I just heard. Um, And I would say that, you know, just as humans, and we can all relate to this idea, but we all just have this need to be seen and to be known for who we truly are, right? And so I think a lot of the things that parents would be shocked by is those really like deep, kind of deep secrets, right? That that kids think that they have to hold on to um, so that their parents don't get mad or their parents don't get upset and those kinds of things. And so um, a lot of the times when we don't teach um, open communication or we don't teach the value of storytelling and like the open, being open with our experiences and with our feelings, then kids learn that they have to keep that inside. And, um, and conversely, like when, when parents like shame or punish kids, like when they are sharing or maybe when they're not listening to, you know, a story from the day or whatever, or they're attending to maybe like their work or their phone, um, that also sends the message that, the, you know, the story and the kids' experiences is secondary to, you know, the parents' like immediate need for like to complete the work or whatever like that. So um, I think that just that fundamental human need of being seen and being heard and being known are like, I, I think that, again, parents would be shocked at the amount of times that it really all comes back to that, that main idea that uh, kids just want to be heard and, and they want that space and they want to feel like validated for, for who they are. And that comes right down to like also having their feelings validated as well. A lot of the time, 
um, as parents, we jump in and we try to problem solve. So for example, if uh, we say, so like, how was your day today? And they say, you know, like this person at recess said this to me and da, da, da. And then the parents, instead of listening and validating that, that experience of being, you know, that age and then having to like deal with that all at school by themselves, uh, parents kind of jump in and say, well, well I'm going to email the teacher or I'll, have you said this? Did you tell them this? Um, and so often we jump into problem solve as opposed to just listening. And so what I often say when kids present me with like stories or things like that, I'll usually the first thing that I'll say to them, and this is what I always share with parents. And this is my number one, like favorite tool um, for these situations is I always ask kids, do you want me to listen or do you want my help solving the problem? That's so good. good Yeah. And, and they oftentimes like, they'll just say, you know, I just, I just want you to listen. I just want you to listen right now. Um, and then, and then I'll say, you know, when will we know that it's time to start solving the problem? Because sometimes a lot of kids will kind of just dump and just offload it. And then they're really, um, when parents, again, like, like the fact that this is a spectrum, some parents just let their kids like emotionally dump and then there's no problem solving that happens at all. So again, like as the parent, we still obviously need to kind of do that checks and balances and figure out, okay, when do I pull back and just listen and validate? Or when do I? When is it time for me to intervene, and when is it time for me to actually solve the problem? Um, so oh, I have I have like in a, like the, you talking like this is there's a specific example of something that just happened this week, and my daughter I was glad she felt like she could tell me, and I could tell that it was bothering her, but I she was telling my husband and I, and uh, why well, I, I guess I'll share with what it was, but that she has a friend at school, and she's in sixth grade, she has a friend at school that says. I, I, I want to kill myself. I feel like life is just so hard and there's so many responsibilities and all this homework and I just want to kill myself. And then the girls say to her, well, that's ridiculous. Like, have you talked to your parents? I don't want my parents to know because then they'll stop me. And like, I don't really, I know what the girl looks like. I've met her before, but I'm looking at my daughter and I'm like, I don't know. I well, my daughter said, you could tell the teacher or the principal, but don't say it came from me. It was just such a complicated, it was a complicated thing. And I said, I'm, thank you for being able to share with me. But like, I had, don't really know how to handle it. Cause I don't know the girl and, Oh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah. So, uh, this, this is a, another really great example. And the general rule of thumb that it is if someone's in danger or if someone's, um, you know, in danger of harming themselves or others, then then adults need to be involved. Kids cannot do that on their own and kids cannot be expected to know what to do, right? And of course, yeah. when, they, when they see that there's a heavy topic loaded with feelings, you know, the first thing that they'll want to do is to keep it a secret and to keep it as small as possible. But we know that, you know, all those like really shame, shameful kind of topics, they can't breathe out in the open, right? And so that is why we need to get um, adults involved in those kind of situations. And so depending on, for, for your case, depending on how much information you know, um, or whether you know the person's parents or, um, you know, all those, there's a lot of moving parts, of course, to this specific example, but yeah. uh, but getting like adults involved is is number one uh, in, in this case. It's really important. Kids should not have to be navigating that alone. I mean, I know that was a short snippet, like, you know, not long, but I do want to let you know the value of listening to experts where we curate the experience for you because topics can feel so overwhelming. And when you get a mom's perspective that we're all concerned about, you know, often experts deep dive into like one topic and we're like, but wait a minute, what can we do right now? And how can we fix this? And can you help us? 
And that's really what about the com- the common parents about is normalizing it and giving you guys quick information. And if you are not someone who can listen to audio all the time, but I think you are because you're listening to this, we email you, we give you quick um, roundups and always things that are cutting edge. And we just really appreciate all of you being here. I hope you learned something today and we hope you have a wonderful day or night wherever you may be. 